Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Friday Focus, where we are going to talk about proactive exit planning. I have had so many conversations lately with pet business owners who are asking about exit planning, who are interested in selling. Some of them, unfortunately, are trapped in really challenging situations where they need to uh, stop now. Some of them might be moving. Some of them have just hit a burnout point. So the training this week is on proactive exit planning. Of course, exit planning being when you do exit your business, but we want to be proactive. Um, I challenge you to face every day of your pet business as though you are in the process of selling it because it will change the way that you do everything. All right, let's get started on this today. Okay. So a lot of you might be saying like, a oh, total waste of time. I don't want to sell my business. That's a long way away. Plenty of time. I can worry about that later. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can. Um, you know, you might have the thought that, well, I just got started. So why would I think about getting out of this? I'm still growing. Uh, I'm recovering from the pandemic. Maybe you're not worried about that right now. You maybe like me, you feel like you're just going to do this forever. Uh, some of you think I really don't have anything sellable, not going to worry about it, just going to give my clients away. And some of you might be thinking, I totally have a dream job. I'm never going to leave this. Or do you have a dream job? Are you enjoying what you do? Do you have a business or do you have a J-O-B? Are you getting burned out? Or have you realized that the time is actually coming? Prior purposeful planning prevents pitifully poor performance. I challenge you to view your business as though every day you are planning your exit. So exit strategy by definition is an entrepreneur's strategic plan for exiting their business on their terms while receiving the maximum value for their hard work. There are really four main exit strategies that you can consider. First of all is grooming the next generation. So that would be if you are considering uh, transferring your business to children, to grandchildren, to you know anyone within the family. A lot of times this is a situation where they have been working for you. This is an absolutely amazing opportunity should you have that available. It's really the intention is to kind of create a legacy so future generations can build on the business that you originally created. Of course, not everyone has this option. And as I already know with my oldest, you cannot make your kids enjoy this. So not really an opportunity for everyone. Next option would be selling to an employee. 
this can be a great opportunity. Of course, your employees know how you do things in your business, and they are going to be most likely to carry on the, the core part of your business, carry on the part that you have created, the baby that you have given birth to and have put out there in your community. Uh, they already understand the, the practices and the policies, and they would be able to take that and move it forward along with a fresh investment of ideas. This can be a great opportunity to consider should you have an employees who, of course, have the interest and the capacity to be an entrepreneur themselves. You could sell to another company in the industry. This is really considered selling your client list. Um, that would be considered a goodwill transaction in the business world. Another likely will not be in your business name and your branding, uh, unless, of course, your business provides additional value uh, in your marketplace that you lack. So if you are buying up, you might be interested, you know, perhaps they've been around longer, they have more reviews, better reputation, uh, longer history, more relationships. So in that, that case, you might have another company that is interested in your company for that. Um, but usually you are going to be considering that you're selling your client list, which is just goodwill. And so this option is not likely the one that will net you the greatest profit. The benefit here is the simplicity. Uh, they already know your in industry and it's possible that, that they could potentially use the same type of software. Uh, they might be similar. It might be a really great soft landing for your clients if there are a lot of similar practices and you have already vetted them and know that your philosophies really mesh well. Of course, these, these are your clients. You've built this client base. You've nurtured them over the years. And as I'm sure we all really want our clients to be well taken care of, no matter what happens to us. All right. Another option would be selling to an investor. Now that has the potential of netting you the largest amount of money, but there are definitely a lot of challenging options here. It can take anywhere from, geez, three months I've seen for a simple cash purchase up to a year or even two years if you are really looking on the open market depending on what you have to sell. So, you know, in order to sell to an investor, you're going to have to source your buyer. Uh, you can do this yourself through any of the um, online services. There is bizbysell.com, which is a very popular one. Or you can use a business broker. It's definitely going to be a longer haul process. Using a business broker, uh, fees are typically going to be 10 to 20%. Sometimes with small companies, they will be a flat rate of some sort. And the nice thing is, of course, the broker gets paid when your business gets sold. They might have already a built resource list of investors who might be looking for businesses like yours. So there is a definite benefit that to that. They can hold your hand through the um, letter of interest process and the due diligence process and the closing process. So I can definitely say that if you're not familiar with it, that brokers are definitely worth their money in those situations. Yeah. 
but you're not only competing against other businesses, but when you are looking for an investor, you are also competing against uh, industry franchises. And those are going to be really turnkey plug and play operations that the investor is really going to be buying a business. Investors do not want to buy their own job. Typically, an investor is going to want a business where they are going to have at least semi-passive income, where they do not have to work specifically in the business on a daily basis. So they are going to really be targeting those that are going to net them you know, probably $75,000 to $100,000 a year in profit. Um, additionally, it is that profit level that any type of a bank is going to be looking at in order to provide a business loan, um, whether it's that or through an SBA loan. They're really looking for that type of profit because, of course, you would still need to, or the investor would still need to make money along with being able to carry the debt load. So that is another thing that you need to consider. If you are a smaller company, it is going to be a lot harder to sell directly to an investor. So another option, of course, unfortunately, I see this and I've seen this a lot across the entire pet industry over the past two years is you have an option of letting it go. That's not one of the four core strategies um, because this is just not the best strategy. Uh, that is why I am coming to you today to talk about how you can set yourself up proactively so you don't get to the point where you just let it go. And then unfortunately there is a sixth exit strategy, which is, um, that you pass. And this is something that is talked about probably not frequently enough, especially for you solos out there or you small businesses with small teams is what what would happen with your business if, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're incapacitated, not necessarily that you pass, uh, what would happen to your business? What is your backup plan? How is everything going to be taken care of? You need to sit back and consider that. Take some time going through scenarios. What would happen? How would pets be taken care of? Do you have your own process as the owner of the company written down so someone can continue? Do you have some sort of a, um, uh, you know, if something happens to me file where you have passcodes written down, you have all of your legal paperwork, your financial paperwork, everything in one place with some specific person who knows how to pick that up and carry forward, if nothing else, just to provide care for what you have on your schedule. Uh, something that you always want to think about. So, of course, that is nearly an entire other subject on emergency planning and, you know, if something happens to you. But we are really focusing on the proactive options of number one through four. But no matter what, you will leave your business at some point. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when and how you decide to do that. It's up to you to educate yourself so you can leave your business when you want, to whom you want, and for the amount of money you want. So 
ideally you're receiving this training early in your business. If you are a starter or a grower and you are hearing this, you have a leg up on those of us that are larger businesses that have been around longer because you can integrate regular analysis of your business practices from this perspective instead of just plugging along with the day-to-day. So take the time to really investigate these key areas in your business. So there are three key areas that you want to plan for, and these do match up with, of course, uh, the core pillars of the Pet Biz MBA um, strategies, which are purpose, process, and people. So these are the three key areas for exit strategy planning. First of all, we have our purpose. So you really need to consider all of those exit planning strategies. Which one right now seems to be the best fit for you? Not that it's not going to change, but if you just have in your mind, what is the likely result of your business? How long are you planning on staying in business? Some of you might consider, well, it is the next two to five years. So you really need to accelerate your planning. You do not want to wait until last minute. You don't want to say at the end of 2022 that I want to sell my business in 2023. Because um, especially if you are looking at an investor or even another um, industry company purchasing your client list, the value is going to be determined based off of your profit. And it is going to traditionally be based off of the last three years of your profit. And of course, your tax returns. So you want those to look great. You want to maximize the profit. I know that kind of contradicts what your typical accounting principles would be, because of course you want to take as many tax deductions as possible, but there is a balance here. Taking tax deductions is going to show a lower profit. A lower profit is going to devalue your business, because if you were at the negotiation table, there's a bit of an understanding that businesses typically will do that, but they are going to be looking at hard numbers. So as of now, which seems to be the best fit for you? Of course, some of you that think, oh, well, it's just a small business. It's just me or, um, you know, I'm I'm not planning on getting very big. I don't want to be one of those huge companies out there. I can't. I don't understand it. It's a lot of work. I'm, I'm afraid of hiring people. You know, are you really allowing your limiting beliefs to define what the purpose in the future is going to be of your pet business? What is the actual purpose of your business itself? How can you really incorporate the purpose of what you are here for into your growth and exit strategy? Is there a bigger picture? Do you have a, a passion for rescue? Do you have um, you know, some other purpose that fuels you in your pet care business? So is that something that you want to have impact your community? You want to start that now and you want to lay that groundwork because that can be bigger than you. It can go beyond you and beyond your business. Now let's talk about process. So process is a a big, big hunk of love here. We want to take a deep dive, first of all, into financials. 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, value is very much determined by the profit that you have in your business. Now, there's a little bit more of a complex term than just profit, which is your SDE, that's your seller's discretionary earnings. So that is really on y'all that are um, sole props or LLCs that have a Schedule C on your taxes. That is literally going to be your profit down at the bottom of your P&L. And it's also going to add back in anything that is particular to the way you run your business. So um, if there is, um, oh, like specific communications that you use, like you have a specific business cell phone, something like that, anything that is not going to carry through to the next owner. If you've decided on actual deductions on a business vehicle on your taxes, that's not something that's going to carry forward. So it's anything that has provided benefit to you as a business owner that can be added into your profit to be determined as your discretionary earnings. Now, for those of you that are um, LLC or a corporation with the S-Corp election, of course, you have your wages that you are taking and then you have your distributions. So really, the bottom line net profit that you see on your P&L is going to be your distribution. And then you will also have those discretionary earnings you can add back and you will also be adding back your W-2 wages. So there's a couple of different areas that you look at to come up with your SDE uh, when looking at your P&L. So that is very important. Like I said, we're always trying to limit or well, we're trying to maximize, of course, our deductions to limit the taxes that we have to pay. But there is a balance here. You want to make sure that your numbers would potentially look great for an investor. Another one on your process. Do you have your processes written down? The highest value companies are going to be those that resemble what a franchise looks like, where there is an operations manual. You have training manuals. You, you have employee handbooks. Uh, you have entire hiring processes. You have your standard opera operating procedures. It's all very clear how you do things. It's not in your head. It is on paper. This is excellent for any, of course, exit strategy, but definitely provides value to a potential investor. This is also very important as part of emergency planning. If anything ever happens to you, that someone can, of course, pick this up and keep moving forward with your company. So that is great. I don't want to discount that process and having systems in place is a huge part of your exit planning. And then, like I said, think like a franchisor. Uh, what do you need to have built up in your business to have another company be able to take it and run with it? Think ahead like, wow, okay, I'm going to move to another city. What do I need to do to be able to have someone take this plan, this strategy, and create a copy of my business in a new city. So that is what you want to do on that process step. And then people, you really need to evaluate the people part of your business, which is 
arguably the most important. So first of all, you. How much are you in the business? Now, you solos out there, I love you guys. This is a lot of this exit planning, I know, is a little bit tough on you. Um, I just encourage you to make sure that you don't have any limiting beliefs keeping you where you are in your business. Um, and, and definitely, if that is the way that you always want to have your business, that is absolutely amazing. So you are the business. Um, you know, you could always take the opportunity to uh, talk to other people and perhaps you're going to be able to find someone else that will be able to uh, graciously take your clients on. It's possible you would find someone that does want to do the direct pet care work or who wants to take what you've built so far and, and create something that they want out of it and build on that. So, um, you know, for those of you that have teams and really want to have a valuable business that, that has a value to sell, it's very sellable. You need to really see how much you are in the business um, and take gradual steps. If you want to maximize your value on the investor market, like I said, they aren't looking for a job typically themselves. They are looking for semi-passive income. So, you know, if you are planning on that as your exit strategy. You need to start making steps in that direction. Team culture, for those of you that have teams, are you leading leaders? Are you really empowering those around you to have a strong, unified team? That is, of course, huge whenever you are a growing business, but it is also very important as you're looking at your exit strategy. If you do want to maximize your business down the road, in your exit plan, you want to make sure that you have a great team that goes with it, that you have a team that is going to carry forward your torch of your business and your passion and your mission. So that is all about having a great team culture now. And of course, in any exit strategy, you do have the key component of your clients. Uh, no matter if you are looking at uh, having, of course, employees taking things over, um, if you are having a, one of your kids take it over, if you are going to sell to another pet sitting company, or if you are planning on looking at an investor, you want to make sure you have clients who are united with your company and are passionate and are raving fans about your company because you want them to go in that transition with your exit strategy, no matter which direction it goes. So make sure that you always have that connection and you're nurturing your clients on a regular basis, that you have ongoing relationships that are going to last, that you are reaching out and touching value as often as possible. And then, of course, do you operate a focused company where everyone is moving that cart in the same direction? Or do you just have a bunch of people running around taking care of pets and there's no real team unity? So all of those are very important for the people aspect of your business. So hopefully this training has helped you out. Thank you for joining me for this little uh, quick episode on proactive key planning for our Friday focus this week. If you're looking for more training like this, uh, of course, you can join in the Pet Biz Hive private Facebook group. You can listen to the Pet Biz Hive podcast here. And if you are a pet business owner who's been in business over a year 
and currently is or is planning to have a team to grow to six or even seven figures, I would like to invite you to join the Pet Biz MBA membership, where I teach every month on a subject that will help you grow, scale, and systematize your pet business to take you from overwhelm and overwhelm and uncertainty to freedom in your pet business. So you can go to petsitterguru.com, click on the link for the Pet Biz MBA membership, and currently you can join the wait list. Right now we have a wait list. This will be opening in the next couple of weeks. So we are very excited. We only open a couple of times a year, and this will be our next opportunity. Thank you for joining me this week for the Friday Focus. Make it a great week. And what is your next best move? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?